What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Simply Jamila podcast. My name is Jamila. How are you doing? I hope you're doing well. You... No, she did not. What? Okay, you know what? We're going to act like we didn't get that notification. We're going to act like we didn't get that email because I'm about to get real upset for the second time today. All I'm going to say is that when you decide to make big decisions like where you're going to live, make sure you do research and know about where you're living and who you're living with. We've had a very trying week (laughs) and it's only Tuesday when I'm recording it this, when I'm recording this. Anyway, we're going to get the energy back up. Spirits are high. Completely ignore the email. Jamila, ignore the email. Ignore the email. Welcome back. I hope you're doing well. My name is Jamila. This is my podcast and I'm just a 20-something black girl who likes to talk about whatever's on her mind, constantly oversharing on the internet and it's probably going to come back one day and like bat me in the butt but it's fine because this is my outlet. This is my safe space and even though my safe space is being plastered to the public, it still just is, it's nice. I don't know. I feel comfortable here. I feel welcomed and I feel comfortable here. Before we get into what this episode is all about, which I'm actually very, very excited about, I wanted to share my hot thoughts on some hot topics. Since I am recording this podcast episode earlier in the week, there might be some big breaking news that happens way later in the week that I won't talk about, considering this is going up on a Saturday, but we have a very trying week ahead of us, okay? From what I've, like seen on my timeline and in my google feed we're getting real political with this week's news the first one is the child tax credit the only good news that i really have for you so parents who make less than one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, like annually will receive three hundred dollars for children five and under or two hundred and fifty dollars for a child six and under every single month it's a part of president biden's like economic bill to help combat the financial crisis that the economy is experiencing during the COVID 19 pandemic i think this is a really good thing but i also think that people should go out and get jobs that'll also help the economy a little bit just saying but i also find that it's super beautiful that during this time people are also starting businesses so the economy is kind of all over the place but i also don't keep up with that so i could be completely wrong now for the bad news both from tennessee and texas two states that like i want to live in texas and then they just keep showing up on my timeline because they make them decisions and i'm like nah never mind but we'll get to tennessee first tennessee apparently and i'm just not finding out about this is halting vaccine outreach for children so the tennessee republicans have pressured the state's department of health to end vaccine outreach towards kids and teenagers they cannot remind teenagers to receive their second dose of the covid 19 vaccine and they ban vaccine vaccination events on school campuses and they plan on extending this rule to other vaccines including the flu shot and the hpv vaccine what the actual hell someone please get me out of here Please get me out of here. I'm not just talking about my freaking apartment at this point. Get me out of this state. This makes absolutely no sense. The way that I just want to go to Canada right now, and I know that I'm not safe anywhere. No one is safe anywhere on the world. Still, there has to be just some slight more common sense in Canada, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Someone please tell me where there's the most common sense. I mean, I know I probably won't be safe, but I need to go somewhere where common sense exists because that ain't it. This is not it. And with Texas, Texas, and I'm sure you've heard about this, they're going to start offering a $10,000 reward or bounty to find people who aid in abortions. 
what? I don't know anything. First off, I want to say that I don't know anything. But what I do know is that people should be allowed to decide what they want to do with their bodies without any ruling, law, whatever, hanging over their heads from a government that is full of a bunch of traditional orthodox white people who don't go out in the streets and see how other people are struggling or living and just simply don't care and are money focused or whatever the heck is wrong with them let anyone just let people freaking live i don't understand let people have their opinions and live let them express their sexuality let them express their mind let them express who they are without a law saying yes and no it makes no sense i'm so pissed and i think the anger from the email is aiding in this but i am pissed it doesn't make any sense to me i have expressed my anger for the day those are my thoughts those are the hot topics let's get into the rest of this episode okay first i guess i definitely need a drink my drink of choice for this episode it is the jack daniels country cocktails it is the watermelon punch and it um contains it consists of 4.8 percent alcohol i don't know how you would say that but Really good. These are my favorite. I don't like watermelon things typically, but this is really good. And it's left over from the night before, though, like opened. So it kind of like tastes weird, but it's still good. So we're going to drink this and then we're going to keep going. I need to like calm my heart. Also, I don't really fully intend on getting drunk. I have a little bit left. And um, yeah. For this episode, I've been wanting to do some sort of like Q&A or like interview thing for a while. And like, yes, I've interviewed my friend Kristen and I do want to do way more episodes like that but I also have for the longest time I've wanted to be interviewed and I can see like in the future me being interviewed like on a someone else's podcast or something like I think that would be super super dope but I right now just want to do something where you guys get to know me more without me being like hi my name is Jamila I am 22 years old I was born on blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like, I want some questions thrown my way that really show you who I am. So, I decided to ask my best male friend and then my 14-year-old cousin and her cousin, who I'm not related to. It's, it's It makes sense. Just don't think too hard on it. I asked both of them, or I asked my male friend and then my cousin and her cousin, so two different sets of people, pretty much, to ask write down slash ask me 10 to 15 questions and then out of those what is it my cousins only wrote out of those 25 because my cousin and her cousin only decided to do 10 I chose 15 to answer so I'm very very excited and um I kind of just randomly drew them so we'll see what we get and I mix them in it's not his questions first and then their questions it's just all jumbled up mixed in whatever I drew out of my little hat and yeah I guess without further ado let's just answer some questions I hope you are excited about getting to know me and seeing where that ball of fire energy came from the second ago first question why did you choose interior architecture as a degree (laughs) what's crazy is that I'm recording this on the day that I actually got my or I didn't get my diploma today I got it yesterday it was received in the mail a while ago but I opened it today and I saw it for the first time so that was cute and fun and memorable for about five seconds but I didn't want interior architecture as a a degree I don't know if I've talked about this I'm sure I have I'm sure I have because my entire like academic experience just pissed me off there's literally a whole that whole dedicated a whole episode dedicated to it if I haven't talked about this before pretty much I went to the school I chose the school that I chose 
with the thought process that I would be setting into your design and I would be learning a lot more on the design side and just, you know, the basic fundamentals of design because you can apply the basic fundamentals of design to any other sort of design because I really do want to do fashion design. Like that's something I always wanted to do as a kid. Even now I love clothes and fashion and um, I want to do more with that and I'm still trying to figure out how to do more with that. But I've also only graduated like two months ago so I feel like I have time. I feel like I have time. But I mean, if the government keeps making these stupid decisions, maybe I don't. We'll see. But <laughs> so I was really looking forward to that. And then I get to the school. Like I actually, after I've committed and all this other stuff, I, I start the school and I find out that they switched their program from interior design to interior architecture. So when I figured that out, I was like, maybe it's not that bad because it had the word interior in it. So I figured, you know, we'd still be good like I'd still be learning the design part and I wasn't I was learning a lot of construction stuff that I just like didn't understand we did a lot of it's weird we did a lot of architecture type things but I know an architect and so it's kind of like the stuff that we were learning on the architecture side also wasn't correct or accurate but pretty much I got stuck with the degree because the program was so new and switched up last minute that transferring out of the school completely because I didn't even like the school really mm. I need my phone to like not make noises okay but transferring out of the school completely was not an option because my credits wouldn't transfer and I was like I did not put in all this hard work for credits to not transfer transferring within the university was kind of not an option because I couldn't figure out what major I wanted until right when the pandemic hit by that point it was way too late and I would have to start over and pretty much the way it works in America is that you only get four years of federal financial aid. And I was already like not doing well. And I just didn't have the support that I needed to pay for school. And I didn't even have the credentials to take out a loan on my own. So yeah, I pretty much got stuck with interior architecture as a degree. I, I, I got duped into choosing it and then I chose it and then I couldn't get out of it. So that's, that's where that's at. That's where, that's where that's at. That didn't even make sense. So that's the story with my degree, if I haven't already said it before. The second question, why you gotta be so rude? I, okay, ah, uh, <laughs> and I know why this question was written by my cousin and her cousin, because I said something that was so out of pocket, and I feel bad about it, but here's the thing, right? I speak my mind, okay? There's rarely moments when I hold back on what I want to say and honestly if I'm being completely honest right now I'm holding back on what I say with my living situation because I still want to have the living situation that I have if that makes sense like I still want to be good financially with where I'm living until I can up my funds and get the heck out of here but this is really the only time that I've held back with what I need to say and sometimes oh if I want to prevent from having like an argument with my grandmother because we're both very strong-wheeled, slightly stubborn people, then I will just like cut myself off and I'll just hold back because I'm like I don't want to I don't want to argue about this right now. But besides those two instances, I just say what's on my mind and sometimes I say things that are so out of pocket and rude and then I feel bad and I'm like how do I fix this? Like I can't rewind time and keep my thoughts in my brain. So 
I apologize. I, I said something that was so rude and I, I do feel bad. And I it happens so many times. It's always humbling, but then it doesn't like really change anything because I continue to say what's on my mind. If you ask my opinion, I'm gonna give you my opinion. And that's, that's that on that. I just say things and I keep moving. Sometimes I say things around strangers that I probably shouldn't say. And like my cousin will often be like, why would you say that? Or don't say that out loud or just different things like that. Yes, I'm being corrected by a 14 year old. And honestly, I'm okay with it. The guilt from the situations live with me. Like they stay in my head, rent free, driving me crazy. Why did you choose a Kia? Did you see yourself in it? Okay, let's have that discussion. So I drive a 2020 Kia Soul, love her to pieces. Her name is Bean. She's the best. Did I see myself in it? Yes. When I was 16 and I saw the commercial with the hamsters, I want to say maybe they're hamsters, gerbils. What's the other one? I think that's it. I don't know. But when I saw the commercial, I was like, I want one. That was good advertising. Having hamsters driving a green car, dancing to like LMFAO, like that was good advertising. And I just really wanted them. I love the boxiness of them. I've always loved the boxiness of them. And since they came out with that original commercial, they've had different different companies have come out with their versions of the box car. But I still just like vibe with Kia the best. So pretty much the way the whole me getting a car went down was I didn't get a car when I was 16. My senior year of high school, I was driving like my mom's then husband's car. And that was like a whole experience. It was a box car, but he like tricked it out with rims and stuff. And I hated it. It was like not my speed at all. And then I didn't drive for most of college. The pandemic hit and I'm not even going to lie to you. We got those stimulus checks and I was like, okay, this is enough money for me to like put down a down payment on a car it was enough money for me to pay my car note so I was like okay like let's go get a car and fortunately my grandmother like worked in the car industry so she could give me some insight I know I just talked about like holding my tongue back so I wouldn't argue but this is one instance where I didn't hold back because I was like if this is going to be a car that I'm going to buy then I want to make sure it's a car that I really like we were looking at Fords for a while we were looking at like Ford cars but we looked at like the gas mileage and like the price and everything. And then we kind of just stumbled upon the new Kia Soul model and the gas mileage that it had on it and the price for the car. And it was like pretty perfect actually. So that was one big thing for me. And then honestly, no, the biggest thing for me was having that rear view camera. So when I backed up, I could just like look at the camera and be fine because I know how to use my mirrors, but I would feel way more comfortable with that camera back there. And I use it like my life depends on it. One day if that camera goes out, I don't know what I'll do. Definitely take it to the dealership like immediately. That was like the only thing that I was really looking for in a car. And then we started talking about the gas mileage and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, this is kind of important. So let's, you know, dive deep into this. So we did. And it just ended up working better for Kia. And then when we actually went out to the dealership, they were so nice. The guy that I work with, he was so sweet. He was a little older man and he was so incredibly nice and the service is just amazing I mean currently the service is kind of being crappy but that's because they only have two like technicians um I do have a recall on my car at this current moment although hopefully when this episode goes up I've finally gotten it fixed that's kind of the reason why this episode is getting uploaded early or recorded early because I keep 
having these problems with like a recall on my car and I keep trying to go and get it fixed and all these things just happen with that. But hopefully we're good now. Um, car note payments aren't that crazy. There's people who bought used cars older than mine that have a higher car note payment. So yeah, that's just why I chose a Kia. And honestly, I love it. I definitely like don't really see myself having any other car right now. It's just, it's nice. It's a box car. And one thing I really love about it, it's so deceiving. When people see it on the outside, they think it's like pretty small on the inside. But my girl like held my bed frame from when I was moving beautifully. That was a long explanation for my car. So let's just move on to the next question, which is, do you have a thought about how you would die? Very intense question, but I do, I, if I, when I die, I want like immediate impact. Like I don't want to struggle or suffer and I don't want to see it coming. You know what I mean? So I would like getting hit by a car or something, you know, like just out of nowhere, boom, immediate. And I don't want to struggle. I don't want to suffer. I just want to like quick impact she's dead. She's gone. We're out of here. I was at work. Oh, my voice just cracked. But I was at work and they were like holding like a fridge or something on a pallet above my head. And like the pallet cracked a little and I was just standing underneath it. But then I was like, I can see my death coming. So I moved. So if I see it coming, I don't, I'm, I'm good. Like I don't want to, I don't want to know what's happening pretty much. But that's just kind of how I, that's my thought process with me dying just quick and sit. And I don't want to see it coming which honestly dying in my sleep would be the best way to go. Even if it's like, I, cause I do have this problem where I choke um, a lot and hyperventilate really bad from my anxiety or panic attacks. We haven't really d- diagnosed which one it is yet, but there is a difference between anxiety and panic attacks, fun fact. Either way though, they kind of get me in the middle of the night sometimes. So if I go off that way, I wouldn't hate it. Question number five, what do you like most about yourself? I... Oh, I would have to say, I think it's the fact that I'm so self-aware, you know, like I don't really like myself, but I know things about myself that need to be fixed. And I'm constantly realizing like, oh, I make this decision because I'm feeling this way or because I'm thinking this way. So I like recognize why I do things sometimes like When I say things that are out of pocket, I don't know why that happens. But like if I'm and I might have talked about this on the podcast before, I can't remember. But for me, if I'm like not in the mood to feel if I don't feel sorry, if I don't feel like wearing pants and I just want to wear a dress, it's because I don't have the energy to pull pants on and that's because I'm so busy worrying and thinking about the future so my energy spent worrying and thinking about the future drains me to where all I want to do is just put on a dress and call it a day and probably get back in bed so it's things like that that I'm so self-aware of and that I think about so being aware of things like that about myself are what I like most but I still want to work on those things like I have these self-aware like realizations and I'm kind of trying to be thoughtful and mindful of what I'm saying and what I'm doing and how I'm thinking but I just still I'm working on loving myself like pretty hard it's pretty difficult because when I have these realizations I'm like oh snap this just makes you even more of a horrible person so we're still working on that question number six Ooh, how do you feel about your relationship with your mom okay um <laughs> 
we're treading on some murky waters right now. Okay, yeah, wow, this is a question. I, to, for, for for background reference, references, purposes, whatever, I, there's not a good relationship there. There really isn't even one. There wasn't a good one, and now there's just one that doesn't exist. So, this is, um... A good question. Is it bad that I'm like completely okay with her not being in my life? Like I'm content. I'm very content with it. But everyone around me is like, like you need to talk to your mom and like, you know, have you heard from her recently? When are you guys going to sit down and actually talk about your your problems? And I'm like, I'm like good, you know, <laughs> like our current. So I guess how do I feel about our current situation? I'm fine. Because I have a support team and I'm learning how to be an adult on my own and I'm learning how to be a young woman on my own. And I don't know. I mean, not, I'm not necessarily on my own. Again, I just said I had a support team, but I feel like the support that people would normally get from their mom to, to grow up and to like help them along in life, like I'm not getting it, but I'm fine tackling everything that I am experiencing on my own. So that's, that's how I feel about that. Yeah, I do want to like eventually talk about everything that's gone wrong with our relationship, both to her, but also just like to the podcast, because I feel like, I mean, daddy issues is always like talked about on the internet, not always, but like if it's a parental issue, it's always daddy issues. But I want to actually have a discussion about like mommy issues because they're a thing. So yeah, I, I do also want to one day sit down and talk to her and be like, hey, like, this is what's going on. This is what happened. And I just, I'm okay with this giant distance between us. Like, I am perfectly fine with having the basic, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Are you still in school? Da, da, da. Like, those simple conversations with her and then keeping her, like, very vaguely, vaguely, vaguely involved in my life and just keeping it going. So I'm, I'm content. I'm content as hell right now. Number seven, if you could live in one country for the rest of your life, where would it be? I really want to go to Bhutan and I might not, I'm not probably not saying that right, but it's B-H-U-T-A-N. I did a research project on it my sophomore year of college and it just seems so fascinating. And then Yes Theory actually went there when it was deemed one of the happiest places on earth because there's an overproduction of oxygen. And I'm like, that's dope. And then just watching their video and like really experiencing the culture virtually, which I'm sure it's nothing compared to real life. I just think that'd be like a great place to live. It just looks nice and happy. And there's so many trees and tr trees just do it for me like greenery and having plants around me they make me so so happy and I'm loving being a plant mom even though I'm looking and I think my pothos has a couple of dead leaves but we don't we don't talk about it yeah I don't know something about just like greenery really helps me thrive and it makes me very excited and Bhutan just the culture seems really really cool based off what I found in my research and watching that video I know it's just only two things but it's nothing compared to experiencing it in real life. And that's something that I fully intend on doing, hopefully within the next five years, is just experiencing that culture over there. I know it's kind of tricky and probably really freaking expensive, but I, I want to experience it. So at this current moment, based off the research project that I did and that guest theory video that I watched, my answer would be Bhutan. 
Number eight, what does friendship mean to you? Okay, so this is something that I was thinking about not too long ago, is that my greatest friends are the ones that I don't talk to every day. And I love that. I, friendship to me means allowing someone to live their life without being up their ass about everything that they're doing and every decision that they're making. If you know, I want to know it, if you, mm mm-hmm. If you know what I mean? So like for me, my greatest friend, my best friend for existing life currently, that was weird. I don't really know what I was saying there. I, let's see, we were in New York together a couple weeks ago and I haven't talked to her since. So it's been two weeks since I've really talked to her and I'm like good with that. And I like that we can do that. I don't know her work schedule Um, I know she works a lot. She's working her butt off. I know that if I need her, she's there. I know that I can show up to her house. And even if she's not there, I know that her parents will help take care of me. Or I can just sit there and wait for her until she arrives. Like, I know that. I know that she will kind of keep me in the loop about like where she's going. Like she's traveling again very, very soon. So like the fact that I can just like know these things, but I don't have to like text and be like, hey, where you at right now? Or like, what are you doing? Um, how's it going? Blah, 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 blah. Like we can go long periods of time without talking. And there's a couple of other friends that I can do that with. And I know that if I'm like, hey, let's have like a FaceTime date or something, they will try to accommodate for that. And if we can't have a FaceTime date, we'll just text each other and catch up. So friendship to me means living our own lives and then coming together to catch up and see how we're doing with living our own lives. But it also means that in that distance, in that span of time where we're not talking to each other, where we're not around each other, if I need them, even if they don't live near me, because a couple of them, most of them actually don't live anywhere near me, But if I need them, I can call them. I can send them lengthy Snapchat videos complaining and they will be there and they will respond and they will have my back and they will have my side. And I think something else that friendship means to me is having a support system that helps you grow, that helps you become a better version of yourself and helps you realize the good and the bad in you without being harsh or toxic or incredibly negative and borderline mentally abusive. So that's what friendship means to me. And I hope it makes sense. And thank you to my friends for existing. And I'm very happy that we have this trust established. I think friendship is having trust, communication, and loyalty established to where you don't have to see each other all the time to know that that person has your back. Okay, number nine, a very interesting one. What is it like being black in East Tennessee? It's just like being black anywhere else, literally anywhere else. You're not welcomed. You're not, you're not welcomed. Sometimes people talk about going back to the motherland. I say that in quotes, but then it's like, you can go back to Africa and people in Africa will not accept you. So what I've learned is that there's a difference between being black and being, there's a black American and there's an African American. I have established, and maybe this is just a me thing, you know, feel free to attack me verbally on this and correct me, but I feel like black Americans are black people born in America. 
African-Americans or people who come from Africa and get citizenship here. Do you understand? So as a black American, you're, you're disconnected from African-Americans because you did not come directly from Africa. You were born in a country that doesn't accept you that a long time ago, yes, a long, long time ago brought your ancestors over in a boat forcefully, turned them into slaves and started this journey to finding freedom. But on that journey to finding freedom through generations, there's been a disconnection between like, like living in America and the African culture. Does that make sense? Like there's a disconnection there. So through that disconnection, it's like, you're not really considered African anymore. You're just a black American. You are someone in America with melanin. So with color, you, you don't tan, you get dark. You know what I mean? So being black in East Tennessee is just like being black anywhere else. You face racism. You're constantly fearing for your life. You don't know when you will take your last breath. For me personally, and I know this is stupid, but it always humbles people. I have noticed it always humbles, especially white people. When I say this, they're like, oh, snap, because they're like, I we, somehow the topic of having kids comes up and they're always like, like why don't you want to have kids? And I'm like, well, no matter what happens, no matter who I end up with, because I don't have a racial preference per se when it comes to my life partner, but no matter who I end up with, that kid is going to be half black and I will be fearing my life constant, not fearing my life, but constantly fearing for my child's life because I know my child won't ever be accepted. So that's what it's like being black in East Tennessee. It's just like anywhere else. You will not be accepted. I would love to move to Canada, but I know I won't be fully accepted there. Hopefully I would, you know, maybe be under slightly better, slightly smarter government. Who knows? Who honestly knows? But that's that's what I do know right right here right now is that there's going to be racism and there's going to be hate crimes there's going to be white supremacy maybe if it's not white supremacy there's going to be supremacy of a race over you because you're black and then for me I'm a black woman so there's going to be sexism and there's going to be people who think that they have power over me because their messed up minds are stuck in forever ago they are stuck in I don't know what era but they're stuck there and they're stuck there because of these morals and ideals that are being passed down to them so they just think that they have power over me but they don't so it's also about constantly proving that I'm like worthy of being high on the ladder of worthy of being you know, top of the class or whatever it may be. I'm worthy of being in like superior positions in life. So that is what it's like. Number 10, what would you consider your aesthetic? I don't know. I know I like plants. Um, I, I know I like plants. I like, I love neutrals. I'm a very big neutral person, but because there's so many aspects to me and so many parts of my personality, I can't say like I like cottage core or like Mm, that's the only one I really know or like what is it that girl that that's like a big thing now that girl um or is it visco girl was like once an aesthetic like I don't have any of the those 
I don't have any of those. I'm just kind of existing. I'm just a human being. So I don't really know what I would consider my aesthetic to be. I just know starting, I guess it would be starting simple and then showcasing complexities. That's not even an aesthetic. That's just some weird math words, I guess. I don't know. That's not even math, but I like starting with like a neutral palette and then just adding color everywhere. My next place, I already have it envisioned. I've literally ordered pillowcases for the next place because the couch is coming with me and it's a neutral couch, right? But the pillows on top of it are different colors, different patterns, represent different things. So my aesthetic is all about slowly showcasing complexities with, I guess, different colors and patterns, but not conform i guess it would also be not conforming to other aesthetics and not conforming to what's trending or popular amongst society and the internet and the media maybe that's my aesthetic i don't know you tell me look at my instagram my instagram right now at least for simply jamila it's literally just like um it's themed by row because there's so many different complexities i don't want to have i want to have a theme on my simply jamila instagram but i also like don't want to just stick to that theme forever so every row is is its own theme number 11 what do you like most about being an american Ooh, okay i hate it here but (laughs) i could be in worse situations that is something that i have to constantly think about and humble myself with there are other cultures in the world that treat their citizens and their women way 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 worse than America like it it sucks here it really truly sucks here it's awful but it could be so much worse like so 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 much worse so I I like that I don't even know if that's a, a good answer like I guess I know that I'm slightly better off. Well, not even slightly. I know that I'm better off. It's weird because it's like there's I think there's levels to privilege. And even though I do struggle a lot with society and my place as a black woman, I'm also a privileged black woman. And I can recognize that. I can recognize the heck out of that. I am a privileged black woman compared to where black women are in other parts of the world, especially black women named Jamila, because my name is actually Arabic. And I can't tell you how many times people who who know that my name is Arabic ask me about like the Muslim religion because like I, I, I don't know. I'm not Muslim, so I could only imagine what it's like for women named Jamila like people who know that it's an Arabic term you know and they automatically assume oh that's her name like she's Muslim because it's Arabic and people associate Saudi Arabia and that entire region of the world with being Muslim and I can't speak on that because I don't know but I feel like it's worse off you know what I mean maybe I just spoke out of my ass then but yeah like I know Muslim people get treated so wrongly and I could just imagine like my brain is like traveling to a whole different realm right now of like just how bad it could be. So I guess the thing that I like most about being an American is that I am privileged in the sense that it's not that bad for me. Also, I just wanted to clarify what I meant with the whole like name thing. People stereotype people because of their names 
And with that stereotype comes struggling and suffering that is unwarranted. A lot of the things that happen in the world are unwarranted and make absolutely no sense. But that's what I meant with that particular example. I just don't think that I, I don't think that I explained it well. Just want to clarify. I'm not trying to not trying to be mean or rude to anybody else. Okay, number 12. Ooh, I love this. What is your guilty pleasure snack? Okay, let me tell you. It is the Tostitos tortilla chips. It has to be the green bag. It has to be like the standard looking tortilla chips, like the big ones that eventually turn into crumbs at the end of the bag. Yes, those, okay? Then my friend that I was talking about earlier put me on to the Tostitos mild Blanco queso. So good so good so you have that combination of the tortilla chips with the blanco queso it's so good number 13 ooh, looks or personality personality for sure personality first looks second yes yeah absolutely i again with like me being on facebook dating which i kind of talked about last week i i don't even really truly go on it now i will look through most people's profiles some people I mean honestly no I look through everyone's profile but like I always just look through the standard like their age their job all of that and with Facebook dating they actually can put like a bio right below their picture so I'll read that and that bio gives me a sense of their personality so when I read that I can like instantly decide do I want to go left or right as far as swiping and most of them I go left so Yes. And then if they're great, like personality wise, like they check out in that regard, then I'll like go back and look at their pictures and then I'll decide on their looks. So personality is like number one for me. And then I'm like, okay, you check out as a person, then we'll go to looks. Don't know what's going to happen when I actually meet my person in real life. Because I know for a fact, I don't think my person exists in the internet dating world. Maybe they do and I just haven't found them. And I don't think they exist in Tennessee, to be honest. But when I eventually find them, when I eventually get there... I will obviously look at how they look first because we'll be meeting face to face and then I will judge their personality. But if their personality like beats out their looks, then we're going to go for it. Number 14, what is something you are unbeatable at? (sighs) Should I say just dance? I feel like I should say just dance, right? We're going to say just dance, just dance it'll be okay. Yeah, just dance. I I can go hard at just dance. I do. I mean, I get beat, you know, I get beat, but it's the thing that I am most unbeatable at. Like it's, I I work my butt off with just dance. (laughs) And for the final question, what do you look for in a guy? Okay. First and foremost, I think the biggest thing for me would be as a black woman, my hair changes. Okay. It changes a lot. You gotta be okay with that. Like I have met guys who will feel free to give me their opinion on my hairstyles and like their preferences. And several have asked me, why do you always change your hair? So you have to have some basic understanding or at least be willing to have an open conversation about a black woman's hair and then accept the fact that I wear protective styles all the time and then accept the fact that when I like pick it out it's an afro and it's a pretty big afro like just accept the constant changing in hairstyles do the hairstyle changes mean a change in personality or attitude 
no. Like I, I feel myself for a couple of days. I'm like, oh, she look good. But at the end of the day, I'm still the same old Jamila. That's the biggest thing. That's like, it's not the biggest thing, but it's like the most recent thing that I really found to be a problem for some odd reason. So that's a thing. Obviously, you want to have trust. You want to have someone who cares about you, supports you. My biggest, 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 biggest thing is communication and independence. I'm not a clingy person like at all. So I'm cool if you like disappear and go play video games for like seven hours. Like do that. I will fully support you. And in the meantime, I might try to go up there and play with you to be honest. I might want to learn. I'm definitely open to learning. I'm definitely very open to learning. I know there's a lot of people in my personal life, like the guy will play video games and the girl will like leave him alone. Like, no, teach me. There, there you go. That's something else. Teach me. Teach me how to play your video games. I want to be I want to be involved in your life, but I don't want us to do everything together. I don't want to be attached at the hip. I want to be able to say, hey, I'm going to go like record the podcast episode or hey, so-and-so is picking me up to take pictures for the blog. Like I want to be able to say that and you're like, okay, cool. You know, that's something that I look for in the guys is communication um, in that regard. And yeah, teaching me to learn, trusting that what I'm saying is very accurate and you know, call me out on my crap if I say something that's out of pocket or say something that's not completely true. Not necessarily to you. I would never lie to my life partner, never lie to my husband. But, you know, I'll never forget my uncle called me out on a cruise ship because the waiter asked if I liked the, it was like a vegetable, vegetarian lasagna. It was absolutely disgusting. I hated it. But the waiter asked if I liked it and I was like, yeah. And my uncle called me out and he was like, no, she doesn't. So in those situations, call me out, you know, make me a better person. (laughs) Some sort of like fitness person, you know, like I like working out and exercising and doing things that really get my blood pumping and going. So that's very important to me is that you also like will take time out of your day to make sure that you're doing something to better your body because if you're bettering your body then you're kind of bettering your mental health like I find myself to feel pretty good mentally and almost emotionally after I work out so that's a big thing for me that's something that I look for in a guy so there's there's two things that I thought of first off willing to have like very important conversations because whether you're black white, of Asian descent, of Hispanic descent, whatever. We have to talk about the differences in cultures. And if you are another black man, then let's talk about the difference in genders. Like as a black woman, how it's still different for me. We may be the same race and ethnicity, but it's both different from us. We have to have these conversations. We have to be willing to talk it out and be there for the other person when they're struggling with something and especially if I marry someone outside of my race like say I everyone in my family thinks I'm gonna end up with a white guy which I'm completely okay with there are very very cute white men out there but if I do end up with like a white man I want it to be someone who I can have these conversations with that I can say stuff like it's a black thing or like it's just a part of my race or like you know, I I get very upset when it comes to oppression among other black people. I'm an advocate for Black Lives Matter and I want to have these discussions. I want to show that facet of my personality and you be okay with it. Not only okay with it, but you're supporting me through that. You are 
showcasing that you're on my side, you know? So that's a very, very big thing for me is that we have those conversations. Politically, you know, politics are politics. So we'll, we'll cross that road when we get there, but that's a big thing for me. Something else that I look for is I'm a Christian. I would, I would love to be with another Christian. Yeah, that's just kind of a thing. Like I would, I would really like that. It would make me feel comfortable, especially if we do end up being life partners for forever. I would like to get married with like my grandfather as the administrator, like for the wedding. I think that'd be pretty sick, but it's a, it's a Christian thing. We're Christian family. And also I just want to say with saying we're a Christian family, I'm a Christian by choice, not because I was raised in the church. I made that decision on my own. I do want to clarify that. Something else though, that I thought about is I mean, fights and arguments are inevitable. They are very much so inevitable. I am someone that has to step away and I need you to be okay with that. Like I, if it's very, if it's getting heated and important, let me step away. Let me clear my head and then we'll revisit. I would try so hard not to raise my voice and I don't need you to raise your voice at me please don't raise your voice at me. That's a very big thing. Like if you sense an argument coming and if I sense an argument coming, let's take a second to back up, be silent, think about it, and then come back together, communicate effectively. Because for me, yelling, like yelling at me is not going to, it's not effective. It's not going to solve the problem and we're not thinking clearly. And vice versa, me yelling at you, that's not solving the problem. We're not thinking clearly. It's not doing anything for either one of us. So those are some things that I look for in a guy that I can think of right off the top of my head. Very standard answers in my opinion. I don't know. I can't really think of like his hobbies or anything, but I mean, his hobbies are his hobbies. My hobbies are my hobbies. His job is his job. My job is my job. I will say he needs to have a job. He needs to have some sort of like ambition or plan. Yes, I do work still in freaking retail right now, but a job is a job. So, and I will accept that as long as you have goals and dreams and ambitions, if you're not where you want to be in life, if you are where you want to be in life career-wise, great. Love that for you. If you're not where you want to be, I will support you as long as you support yourself first with that ambition to go get your dream job, create your dream career. You know what I mean? So keep that, keep that going. That's another, that's another thing. But yeah, have your own hobbies. Like I don't really care if you're in a Star Trek, Star Wars, whatever. Now, will I sit there and watch it with you? No, because I'll probably be really freaking confused. This is a little bit of a lengthier episode, but I'm okay with it. I hope you enjoyed getting to know me. I enjoyed getting to know myself because you bet your bottom dollar, I'm going to go back and listen to this episode again and be like, oh my goodness, I sound decent. I sound decent. (laughs) Sometimes I say things and then I'm like, does it make sense? And then I'm like, am I offending somebody? So I have to like remember that I'm a human being, you know what I mean? Anyway, before you go, you know, I have to talk about my recs and regrets. Although this go around, we only have recommendations. So this round of Rex and Regrets is honestly a music edition. It's all focused on music. There's been so many albums that came out like within the last, like all of last week. Like I'm recording this on the 20th. So like last week, it was just like music overload. Oh my goodness, my brain exploded. It was a lot. So we have to talk about it. First, People Watching by Conan Gray 
yes, 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 and yes. He kind of popped off and I love it. Him in the music video, I was subscribed to Conan Gray when he was a YouTuber and seeing like that Conan Gray and this Conan Gray, my heart, he looks so good. It's illegal. Next, now we just have albums that we gotta talk about. Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler the Creator, an entire vibe and a half. I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. It flows seamlessly every song is just so beautiful and like the lyrics in some of them it mind blown like i absolutely love that album i can't pick a song to put on a playlist because you have to listen to the entire album if you're gonna listen to a song you know what i mean it's so good welcome to the madhouse by tones and i no one that i know likes tones and i but i love her i actually want to go to her concert but i don't think i got money for the tickets either way it's standing room only and at some point homie has to sit either anyway that's sidetrack side, a whole different side point welcome to the madhouse is so good everyone knows tones and i because of Dance Monkey, which they find annoying because it was overplayed on the radio and I agree with you, but she is so much more than that and this album is so good. There's not a song on there that I can think, oh, this is annoying, besides Dance Monkey. Lastly, you know, you know, I had to talk about Faith by Pop Smoke. I wasn't ready. I was not ready. I was not ready but I'm so happy. There are a couple of features that I'm like, you, you didn't have to, like why Pharrell? But it's so good, man, it's so good. It, it's, it's so good. The first half is way better than the second half, but it's so good. It's a good album and I'm, I'm happy that it exists and that we still get his music considering the, the legend. He literally became a legend after he passed and I, it sucks because he can't bask in his glory, but it's super cool that we're still saying his name. So one last thing, you know, I have to do a poll of the week. Last week we talked about sex and it was one of my favorite episodes. So hopefully you went and like listened to it. I asked dating apps, yay or nay. And 100% of the people on Instagram said yay, which I thought was very, very interesting. And like yay to dating apps, you know, you guys go, you good job, I guess. I don't know. But this week on the Instagram, you should you should go vote for this this poll, which is looks or personality. And this is for specifically romantic partners, romantic spouses, people that you want to be with romantically, not friends, but like the romantic relationships. Do you prefer looks or do you prefer personality? Which both become factors, but which one do you look at first? Do you look at their looks? Or do you look at their personality? Which one matters more? I wanna know, I'm very curious. And with all of that, all of that, this almost hour long episode, if it's not over an hour, with all of it being said, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Simply Jamila podcast. Thank you for getting to know me a little bit more. I hope that we've dived and dove, dove, not dived. I did this last week too. I hope we dove into a deeper relationship and I... And thank you. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you soon. I will be in your ear next week for the, for, for, mm, I know my tagline, I swear. I will be in your ear next week for another episode of the Simple Jamila podcast. Love you all. Goodbye.